Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Welcome to Big Blend Radio, second Friday food, wine, and travel show with Nancy and Lisa. You know us, we're the mother-daughter travel team on our Love Your Parks tour, and we publish Big Blend magazines by the time this airs everyone will know now that we are now publishers of nine digital magazines because we're crazy uh so you can keep up with that (laughs) at bigblendmagazines.com but every second friday uh we're very excited because uh, every second friday we get to interview uh travel destinations uh and also travel writers all belonging to the international food wine travel writers association and today our show focuses on Medford, Oregon. That is out in the Rogue Valley. It's in Southern Oregon. And you can see we've got two great guests joining us again, Ashley Cates and Eli Matthews from Travel Medford. So travelmedford.org is the website. And also for the International Food Wine Travel Writers Association, you can go to ifwtwa.org. So welcome back to the show. Good to have you both and to see the beautiful area that you're in. Uh, summer, summer's opened up, Ashley. Um, you know, we were just talking that a little earlier. Summer's opened back up for you guys. Are you excited? Yeah, super excited. Thank you so much for having us, first of all. It's a pleasure yeah. to be with you ladies, as always. Um, yeah, we were just mentioning before we came on air that we, uh, you know, Southern Oregon has 200 days of sun. So I know you guys are up in Albany right now, and you're not experiencing the heat, but I am, and I was fanning myself earlier. <laughs> um, I had this wind action like um, but yeah, we get 200 days of sundown here, and that's a big, uh, big factor in our agricultural producing uh, elements that we do here so well in the Rogue Valley, um, specifically in the wine industry, as you can see behind me with a vineyard. Um, we have the fastest growing wine region in the world, and we have the most uh, planted vineyard acres, two wow. years running um, growth in the state of Oregon. Um, so that's really exciting for our industry. And, and honestly, it really does go back to our climate and, and the fact that we are in this gorgeous river Valley that has three tributaries. Oh yeah. And, and you've got a big national park around the corner from you, right? Crater Lake. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I love Crater Lake mostly because on the way we can harvest morels. (laughs) <laughs> oh, morel mushrooms yeah. it is it is wow. the season right now i know you i know you know actually i think you've already gotten some i'm heading up this week actually to to start foraging uh, in the mountains myself so it's a great wow. time of year you know the spring summer because it's literally this week it's going to be in the 80s it's beautiful and it does look like ashley's background literally outside right right now so we we get the sunshine we get the beauty and uh, i think that plays well for not just the quality of wine but you know part of wine drinking at least for me is not not just the wine itself but it's uh it's where you drink it right and the, mm. and the scenery mm. and the beauty and, uh, and the rogue valley has so much of that to offer with our over 50 tasting rooms that we have so it's pretty incredible 
Yeah, you wow. know, it's exciting. Nancy and I being back in Oregon, we haven't been in Oregon for a number since 2012, actually. Wow. And um, so coming back through here, we drove in through East Oregon. Uh, we went up through Sun River. We went hiking to the top of an obsidian field and got snowed on and went, what are we doing? But we did drink <laughs> wine at the it top. And I'm thinking of you guys, because what seems so neat about the state is that you got like volcanic activity, you've got snow, you've got ice, there's all these different elements, but everywhere looks like a good place to drink wine. So Eli, you'd, you'd go up on a mountain and get your mushrooms and drink wine no matter where, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm literally doing it this weekend. Awesome. Well, <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> if Eli's kind of the master forager. I've just got my first morels, but he's been harvesting for weeks now. So, wow. Um, but we're all a little bit secretive about where we're finding them. Um, but you know you could give a little insight yeah yeah i want to know okay but listen (laughs) you got to be careful about what mushrooms you're like picking in oh well morels are very very obvious on what they are yeah i don't i don't know a lot of the different variations but it's really hard to to mess up a morel and what it looks like because it doesn't look like a typical mushroom now they're hard to find because they they blend in with the ground so it's, it's difficult to find but once you find them yeah, they're they're very uh, very safe and uh, and absolutely delicious as well. Wow! And that's so cool about that is it's kind of a testament to the what we grow here is really everything. <laughs> um, everything just thrives so well here, and we are able, like Eli was mentioning, to pair all of our wine and culinary with adventure. Um, so we don't just have you know a wine region; we really have an, a wine and experiential outdoor recreational region. So. You can mm. pair your wine with morels, or you can pair it with a hike, or Crater Lake National Park, or the plateau, mm. wow. etc. Now I remember, um, mm. Ashley, the last time you were on the show. Well, no, wait. Now Eli, you came in in the fall of last year. Mm-hmm. It was right after uh, the unfortunate fires in the region. Um, but everything's, you know, opening up the COVID thing. I remember actually you coming on, we were like, come on, we're having a happy hour party, come party. Um, because we got it. Well, you, you can't just be quarantined at home and have no party, like seriously. Um, yeah. But now what, what does it look like, Ashley, in the wineries? And Eli, I want to talk to you about some of the festivals and sporting events. But Ashley, are, you know, are all the wineries open and saying, come on down, you, you can actually come in now? Absolutely. All the wineries are open in some capacity. Um, we've oscillated between outdoor and indoor over the last few months, but it's looking bright ahead and it's looking like we're going to be able to kind of slowly and safely move forward into full, full, um, capacity. But right now, luckily, because we are such a open space here in the Rogue Valley, most of the wineries do have quite a bit of land around them. Um, and usually in vineyards, so it's very pretty, um, and you can sit outside. So at minimum, there's wine tasting outside at all the wineries, um, minimum and then limited capacity inside. And then a lot of wineries are doing reservation only or private dinners and getting really creative in ways to touch the consumer and share our product um, even during these challenging times. But mm-hmm. I would definitely say if you're, if you're here today or anytime going forward, there's a plethora of wineries that are open for you to experience. Are, nice. are any of them doing entertainment? I know because it's not like we're totally like, you know, free for all. We can, you know, we still have to be careful. It's not like, you know, we, we need to because we, we don't want to go backwards. None of us want to go back to, right. you know, um, we want real happy hours. So <laughs> we want that. Yeah. But are there is there any of the wineries opening up with music again and, and any kind of events? 
Yeah, there's quite a few happening. And I think safety is of the utmost importance to not only the wineries, but all of our experiential activities here in the Valley. And um, we very much want to, you know, retain all of our businesses. We don't want to lose any. So being safe is paramount um, while still sharing our products with the consumer. Um, so yeah, people are doing winemaker dinners that are limited capacity. I actually did one last night. Um, music is every weekend at minimum, awesome. uh, one, four different locations that are doing outdoors only, of course, um, with six foot social distancing within the grass areas where people are sitting or, um, putting out blankets, et cetera. So there's lots to experience when you have a big sky above you. Um, because we know that outdoors is is safe um, within reason of being, you know, self-aware. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of opportunity for experience and and to come visit still. There's um, you wouldn't experience a limited opportunity. Oh, cool. Mm. Cool. Nancy, nice. we need to do detours here, man. This is insane. I, I, I mean, you, that's my favorite word. I know. Detour. Detour. I need, <laughs> we need, we need to go be rogue in Rogue Valley. That's what I know. Well, it's right. a hot spot. It looks very hot. I know. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it looks like fun on both sides there with those pictures behind you. I know. I say, So all of our audience listening, you need to go to travelmedford.org. So um, if you're not seeing these pictures up here um, that we're doing, you can see them on YouTube, but um, you've got to go on their website and you'll see all these beautiful, you've, everyone needs to go to travelmedford.org and check it out because um, it seems like you've got something going on, some kind of experience for families, wine, you know, wine, you know, enthusiasts, um, but the sports, that's something really interesting too, because sports has been, especially during COVID, the stop, start, stop, start, you're playing ba basketball in a bubble, <laughs> are you bubbleless <laughs> except for champagne and wine right sparkling wine <laughs> that's right but uh Eli, what's happening in regards to sports and athletics yeah so as you know and i think we all can uh, attest to you know people have been extremely cooped up the last 14 months and it's really neat to see out there this this kind of renewed energy as as businesses and wineries and even sporting activities uh start start to uh wrap up and wind up um, so we're uh, we're thrilled because some of these events are starting. Some of the larger tournaments are, are coming back into town. For instance, we have a, a large one this next week, the Rogue Memorial Challenge, 135 teams coming into town. Wow. And again, and I think I spoke to it last time, you know, we have the U.S. Cellular Community Park here in Medford, 132-acre uh, world-class sports park that has 15 fields and 1.4 million square feet of wow. contiguous AstroTurf. And we host a lot of events. Mm. Before COVID, we had over 1,400 teams come in. Uh, from out of the area to participate um, in these activities and youth sports is, is, is one of our pillars and it's a huge industry. It's a $15 billion industry in America and people obviously come and, and they bring their families and then in between the sporting activities, I know a lot of them, I've seen them out there, you know, with, with uh, their parents and the kids are wearing jerseys and they're at the wineries, mm -hmm. they're at a restaurant. So I, I think it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a real positive thing to see that come back. We have other activities that are starting new. I think of uh, the end of next week, we're having a big first annual pickleball tournament here in Medford, uh, mm -hmm. over 270 teams, for instance, wow. and pulling people pickleball. from out of the area. So it's really neat to see kind of the world starting to, to open back up, but also people, including myself, I think I lasted okay the first seven, eight months, but then I just, I just hit a wall where it was so weird to, you know, Zoom fatigue and in uh, all these online <laughs> meetings is that I need to get out. I need to see people. I need to experience and kind of live, live life. Right. 
Um, and I think for us, some of our leisure travel has become uh, synonymous with our wine industry. And there's a lot of overlay and over connection with uh, leisure travel, but also also sports as these mm. families and people come to our community to go to these events and go to these sporting events in the evenings and the weekends. Uh, they stay later and they experience all that we have to offer in the Rogue Valley. Yeah. What about business travel, too? Because I know we've done some travel in some of more of the convention style uh, hotels and everything. And they're saying, well, it's slowly coming back because Zoom fatigue is real. I know we're all Zooming today, but, yeah. <laughs> but um, no fatigue because there's wine around the corner. <laughs> yeah. But um, in regards to business travel, do you see conventions coming back? I mean, sports, that's kind of in that same bracket um, for your hotels. Yeah, a lot of it, you know, we've been real fortunate here in Medford and, and in Southern Oregon compared to a lot of the West, especially uh, the rest of Oregon, is that, you know, we're not a giant city and we're not a teeny town. So it's a it's we're the type of place that people really exodus to and, and want to experience because of the outdoors, because of the, the natural beauty. So we've had a lot of not only visitation, but also even uh, in migration for people, mm-hmm. you know, moving here. So our occupancy numbers uh, didn't get hurt com- as much as, as most of the mm. states. So on the business side, we are seeing a comeback and we're rebounding. It's not as fast as, as the leisure, because yeah. I think, again, people are cooped up and they're just making it happen. A lot of the business and protocols have certain standards. Some of them are starting to open up and getting away from uh, Zoom meetings starting this summer. I've heard even some that are waiting till the fall. Uh, but it is ramping up and it's slowly opening up and our hotels are getting full. We even have a lot of, in Medford, a lot of new hotel development happening. We have two new hotels that are that opened up this month and, and more coming. One of those I had a meeting yesterday on is the new uh, Margaritaville. We're getting the first Margaritaville. Well, uh, they're actually building it good. right now. Yeah. And another Compass Hotel connected with it. It's going to be done spring of 2022. So uh, we're gearing up for that, and that's really close to U.S. Cellular Community Park. So when those teams and families uh, come, that hotel is going to be uh, booked always. Wow. You guys are so easy. Quickly, a, a really cool nugget about the U.S. Cellular Fields that Eli was saying, it, he mentioned the continuous AstroTurf. It's actually the largest continuous AstroTurf, AstroTurf complex in the nation, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, and then I did also want to just tap into non-traditional sports as well. We have so much assets, so many assets here um, where sporting is is uh, not in a box, right? We really have almost any kind of sport you could think of. We have opportunity and or associations and or leagues around it, um, which is just another huge piece to what we do here for these sporting events that are coming in for kids, softball, um, soccer, et cetera, but then the family can go r- raft the river, right? Or they can go zip line or they can go rock climb or they can, you know, obviously hike and um, all these different really cool non-traditional sports that sometimes we don't even think about as sports, but they are. Well, pickleball, yeah. Nancy, what was it? Cornhole. We can play cornhole. cornhole. Right? <laughs> hey, listen. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> I just have to say that every time we get it. That's, is that really a sport? Is cornhole a sport? It's, it's on ESPN. Yeah. Oh, well, then. See? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What about practice, Lisa? I know, right? (laughs) What about golf and disc golf? Because we've watched that and we've seen that um, Mm -hmm. over COVID that golf courses started to get busier and the younger generation got involved and and, um, also disc golf and foot golf. And there's all kinds of throwing some kind of ball somewhere (laughs) or whacking it. 
Um, I think Eli could probably speak to golfing because he's a golfer and I'm not, but we do have nine golf courses and they're fantastic, but that's about all I know. She yeah. drinks wine yeah. and watches. Nice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, golf's one of those things you can be obviously outdoors and having fun, but it's also like uh, a lot of group sports. It's very interactive. It's social, right? You get to spend mm -hmm. two, three, four hours with people out on the links. So you, it's also ways to get a lot of business done too and build, build relationships. So I know of the golf courses as as it's been ramping back up have been extremely busy and like Ashley said we have nine beautiful courses awesome. um and some that are even getting some redevelopment taking place on them and it's uh it's another huge asset for us and, and again another draw and attraction for people uh that travel for golf and, and come and they want to experience as they travel just like wine tasting they want to experience what our region has to offer so that's one other thing that uh, that we showcase and also right now, I think a lot of people are traveling because they haven't seen their family and friends for so long that mm -hmm. it's like, let's get out there and go see everybody again. So I see it picking up that way. And you guys are on the, the big corridor of the West. You've got Interstate 5 running right through your backyard, right? So um, ease of, you know, getting, I mean, how far are you from the interstate? Like what, a few minutes? We're on it. You're on it. <laughs> There I need to is. look at a map. It goes right through the city. <laughs> okay, I need to look at a map. Um, so you got that, but then also, what about airports? And you know, because you know, air travel is still going. Yeah, yeah. picking air, up. Yep, yeah, air travel took a hard hit. You know, when COVID hit, but we've been on the rebound ever since. We're very fortunate, in Medford, that we have the regional airport here in Southern Oregon, MFR. Um, and we actually just this month we got our twelfth destination came in. Uh, the new airline in America, Avello Airlines out of Burbank, Hollywood, um, is flying to 11 destinations now. They just opened up, and Medford's one of them. So that's going to be our 12th flight, a uh, direct flight into Hollywood Hollywood and Burbank, which is which is great because, that's I mean, cool. their region down there, I mean, there's over 4 million people uh, in that area, while our whole state uh, just has over 4 million. So we're going to be able to capture a lot more people in visitation. And I know a lot of people, including Ashley herself, that's already been on that flight. I saw uh, that on Instagram. Ah. I saw that champagne in the hotel room, Hollywood style. She's all yeah. like, yeah. 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 I saw that. What you doing down there? You, you, you know, you got to work hard, play hard, right? Like, quick, quick trip. Back. Did you bring people back up with you? Get on the plane. Well, no, I mean, honestly, the, I want my husband and I just hopped on a flight because it was $54 round trip. It's the direct flight. Wow. Um, the service is Im impeccable. The planes are awesome. And they fly on Thursdays, Sundays, and Tuesdays. So you can leave, and Thursday is a night flight, so, or evening flight. Um, so you can leave after work on Thursday and have a little bit of a long weekend, and then you're back Sunday afternoon, um, which is the That's perfect cool. timing. Because a lot of times these more um, affordable airlines it ne isn't necessarily the best times, right. <laughs> you know, or you have to go on Thursday, come back Tuesday or, you know, and that's a lot more of an ask to, to get out of town for. Right. Um, but if you're just taking Friday off, man, that opens the world of opportunity of discovery, both on their end and our end. That's exciting because, yeah. you know, it's two different uh, destinations. When you think about it going, you know, you were at the beach, you were cycling Santa Monica. Did you go to Venice beach? We did, yes. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. We checking the boxes. I had yeah. never been. Yeah, um, I've been to LA, but you know, mostly for work and kind of confined as a as a as a harsh word, but kind of confined in the conference spaces. So not a lot right. of discovery and exploration happening. So 
I wanted to make the most of my days down there. And um, yeah, we, we hit it all. We did it all. And it was, it was great. Well, that's what I think is so great. I was touting Medford the whole way. I'm like telling See? everyone who listened. She's like, <laughs> we're going to bring the wine down there, you know, but it's, it's such a different landscape. You know, if you think about Southern California to Medford and Oregon, it's just as a whole. It's, mm-hmm. you know, so different. Um, do you see that kind of happening? People come up there. Um, what about transportation? Once they get there, get off the airplane, is it more Uber, Lyft, car rentals? Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it, if you have the right tools, and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. What, what's it like? Yeah. Okay. Yeah really easy to get around in our area we don't have any traffic so that's probably Ooh. what noticed first because <laughs> that's what that's I noticed nice. first <laughs> um I mean I think you Eli can vouch on that I think if we have to wait for like 30 seconds we're like yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. we don't have any traffic so everything's really accessible you know the valley is 70 miles uh long and 60 miles wide so everything is within you know a 25 minute drive at max from Medford because we're the heart okay. of the valley um, so you can really kind of base camp here and then get to anywhere you want to see and to check all those boxes right and then we have a ton of um, transportation options whether it's car rental or Lyft or Uber or whatever limo other we want uh, the limo yeah and yes. we have, we have great uh, chauffeur services <laughs> too with Bravo and Winehopper and road tours and um, a lot of chauffeur services, if you want something more private or for a larger group, um, there's, it's very easy to move around for sure here. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yes. I like that. Get on a plane, arrive, and then you have a tour company take you around a limo. Take, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the way, you know, yes, no it is. And driving, just, you know, <laughs> float around the road. You can land and walk out of the airport and you can be wine tasting within 10 minutes. Like, and that's yeah. not Wow. Well, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's, you know, we're all crunched on time in life these days, right? So it's great that we can really, you can really maximize every minute that you have here. And um, I think that obviously that's that's a tribute to our, our open spaces and not as much uh, population. And there's, there's a, a lot of accessibility. Did anything change like during COVID a lot of times, like, and it was really difficult, especially on restaurants, um, some places you really struggled and then some said, okay, well, I'm going to use this time to renovate or make the changes that I couldn't do because we're always so busy. Did anything like any change happen, um, you know, positive change um, and, and improvements in the area over yeah. COVID? Absolutely. Ayla, do you want to talk to that? Yeah, or? yeah. I think as it relates to the to the restaurants, you know, I think we're very similar to probably most communities, right? Where there was there was the, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and all things being equal, I think the ones that hunker down and, 
got to survive through this um, are in the process of rebuilding and getting on where it's not survival mode, but it's time to thrive mode. Um, so we have we have some of that, and a lot of them, of course, had to adapt. Um, we have a lot of ones that switched to outdoor dining and outdoor seating, and I know that's uh, common all, all across America. So you know they pivoted and adapted where where they could. And as it relates to other businesses, what's so unique about our area, and Ashley mentioned the heart, you know, and that's why our tagline is for Medford is heart of the road because we really are the regional hub, not just the transportation and lodging, but also. Um, as it relates to being a great home base. And from here, you can go out. And as Ashley said, within 30 minutes, you can be in a world-class nature. You could be on a river. You can be wine tasting. You can be uh, participating in all kinds of hiking and outdoor adventures. So I think a lot of businesses took this time for planning. And right now, Medford and the Rogue Valley, we, we have hundreds of millions of dollars in development that's taking place, all kinds of buildings going up thousands of houses are being slated to be built as i mentioned wow. a large amount of growth and in, in migration um wow. so there's a lot of it's as hard as covid was and is it's there's been a lot of exciting momentum for our region and um we're poised especially in the years to come with these new businesses coming to town with the growth uh, to be even a lot more successful and these are some of the mm -hmm. things we we, uh, we have to celebrate, right? I mean, this is why right now we're actually, May is Oregon Wine Month. So we've been celebrating since since May 1 across the state. Um, and part of that is, is not just, you know, hooray for the winemakers, but also for for le letting the customer know and our own people know the importance of uh, ag and wine in our region, what it's producing, not just for jobs, but also getting our, our name on the map across this country because, you know, Oregon, uh, the specialness of Oregon wine is really not a secret anymore. Uh, people right. are, are becoming to know it in a, in, a, in a great way. And we want people to not only participate in it where they're out, out of state, but we want that attraction and that visitation. And we're getting it more and more. It, there's yeah. nothing like, it's nice to taste like Oregon wines if we're somewhere mm -hmm. in Idaho, right? Or mm -hmm. wherever, Arizona, but there's nothing like actually being in the place where it's produced and seeing- you know, the growth, you know, seeing, you know, there's so much work, Ashley, you know about how hard winemaking is. It's, <laughs> it's, it's expensive and it's hard. It's blood, sweat and tears, but man, those tears mm -hmm. do produce some good wine. Afterwards. Yep. They do. Well, and I think that that's one of our identifying factors that kind of sets us apart as a region is that when you go to the wineries here, you're typically going to talk with or interact with the owners, the winemaker or the farmer, the viticulturist. Um, all those people are, are the same people that are operating the front end, right? They're doing production and they're also doing the front end. And that is because 99% of what we do is family owned and operated um, vineyards and wineries. And 90% um, of Oregon wineries produce under 5,000 cases. So we are very hands-on, very um, craft wine. And it's, it's all about the vintage to vintage and pure varietal expression and um, really showcasing what we do here. And I think that you can't really experience that any better than on the vineyard with the winemaker, with the owners, because that passion pours out of the bottle, right? Mm. It's not just the wine. And then you're able to make these really cool uh, memories and, and have stories to take back with you. And, and you'll always remember that experience when you open that next bottle, which is really cool. And I think, you know, like Eli was saying, a lot of people, uh, entities, business entities, like wineries are starting to shift to outdoor dining and tasting. Um, and our downtown has done that too. And our, luckily we have great leadership with our city and we've been able to um, open up parklets 
and bring out kind of, um, you know, more of that French style dining out into the streets, um, which we never did before. So I think it, there was a world of opportunity in involvement um, mm-hmm. as society when going through this. And I think it's really impressive to see the businesses, including the wineries, of course, but across the board, adapt so strongly and with such perseverance. Um, And then also this huge camaraderie came about um, and support as a region for each other and neighbors helping neighbors and farmers helping farmers. Um, And that's a big piece of who we are and and our our personality as a a community. Um, And we hear that people feel that when they visit. They mm. will hear that a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys are so, everyone's so nice. <laughs> everyone's so humble. Everyone's so <laughs> open-armed. It's kind of like we're everywhere Very you go, cool. welcomed into somebody's house, if that makes oh. sense. No, that's nice. Yeah. I think the eating outside and, and having your wine outside is just, I prefer it. And I think that's something, you know, mm-hmm. I hope that sticks around. I think there is a, a level of experience. I mean, we traveled, you know, during COVID, you know, we went to over 20 states during that year safely. And, um, <laughs> you know, we pets it, you know, in the middle of all of this, just so that we have, a, mm-hmm. you know, we actually know what it's like to live in a community, which is really a different level of travel. And we're helping people travel by doing it. But we, you know, there's something about not being overcrowded and having a better experience. And I think we learned about that. It's, mm-hmm. it's almost like, you know, we had the slow food movement. Now we're having kind of the slow travel. I feel like it's like, an ex- we're learning about the importance of experience. And, you know, how many times before COVID did we all get together? We're on the phone, not really connecting eye to eye, having that, that true personal experience and then COVID hit we're like oh man does this suck (laughs) we want to go back to we want that and I think I hope we just as you just people keep that you know keep that that moving it's European when you go out now to Mm -hmm. to eat it's very European and Mm -hmm. it's I like it I think it's awesome and I think it's kind of I've heard the reference of like the great reset and not necessarily in terms of business it more in terms of our um thought process right like how mm-hmm. we interact and how we where we spend our time and and how we're able to be present in the moments that matter and I think that that was a, a needed reset on us as a society and um you know Eli and I are like serial optimists <laughs> but like he said you know it got hard for us too even though the whole time we're like finding the silver linings and like always trying to pull out the positives but it is hard um that you know what we all went through as a nation and as a as a yeah. (laughs) this last year was difficult and it really put into perspective what matters and and where we want to spend our time money and energy and um Mm -hmm. i think exactly people are moving towards spending their time money and energy in places where they can be present and have really impactful experiences um and where they can create memories uh, Mm. that is overshadowed I, yeah, you know. and I, yeah, and I think abundancy comes out of that because you know we, we've talked about we know about the quality quality of our wine, and I we spoke about the location right in terms of scenic beauty and uh, participating and drinking wine outside. But the other section of this, and I think we're talking about it, is is also you know people. I mean, we say often in our organization, right, we're in the people business, right? And I don't you know about you, but I think one of the greatest ways to get to know somebody is is around a table, right? The eating mm-hmm. and drinking and the culinary delights and uh, in vino veritas, right? Um, right. S- sipping wine and getting to know people. Um, it, it's been a lost art, especially in America, especially the last two decades. Mm. And as I said, I think a lot of that's turning around, even in the younger 
a, a demographics of, of saying, hey, we're going to take some time while social media is important and I see on online, there's nothing that beats face-to-face -face in building right. real authentic relationships. Mm -hmm. And when I look at my world travels and my good friends, I mean, that's through experiences, right? It's one of the only things I think we own as human beings, right, is, is memories and time. And mm -hmm. at least for me, a lot of my memories are, are around food and drink. And, and, mushrooms. <laughs> and mushrooms, not the magic. And mushrooms. <laughs> and mushrooms. Yeah, and mushrooms. happy and happy and, uh, you know, Medford. But I think it's we've become more conscientious and, you mm -hmm. know, conscious travelers, you know, and I think, you know, when we talk about tourism and when you're talking about growth in an area, Nancy, I think you did like a 10 article book almost we should just publish this on um tourism excellence and responsible mm. tourism and what is responsible tourism because there's communities that are going through growth and one half of the community says don't you let more people come here we don't want to be disneyland no offense to disneyland but it is about having mm. that balance and it's about attracting the right traveler to your destination and so right. that everyone is enjoying the experience the locals should enjoy the visitors coming in because they're connecting and making friends and sharing an experience. So that's kind of where I'm hoping tourism kind of goes in that mode, responsible tourism, learning about right. history and wine and hiking and nature mm -hmm. so that we kind of slow down, enjoy the experience. And that way the locals and the visitors have a better connection. Absolutely. Yeah, I think responsible mm -hmm. tourism is definitely um, the the trajectory that Oregon at large is is pursuing. And uh, we have, again, late, great leadership on the Travel Oregon level, um, and they are instrumental in empowering our tourists with the tools that they need to be responsible tourists. Um, and we we reiterate that in our messaging as well. Mm -hmm. And and really, Justin, I think it's a it's a shift in society, too. Um, that, that people are just being a little bit more responsible and respectful. But I think referencing the history is another good big piece to that because you really can't um, fully understand or, or be immersed in experience unless you understand what kind of where it came from and the background of it, right? Mm -hmm. um, kind of a fun tidbit about the wine history here is the first vines and winery in Oregon were actually in the Rogue Valley in the 1800s. Oh, um, that's a fun fact. Nice. And it's cool to see that, you know, it's like the first vineyard ever in the Rogue mm. Valley is right there. Like it's right there. <laughs> you know, I want to see. And, and the, first yeah, exactly. winery, the first winery ever in the, the state um, is Valley View, and they're still operating today. Um, and so you can go Very to cool. the first winery of Oregon ever and still taste wine. So there's really Let's cool um, ownership in knowledge, I think. Mm -hmm. And it empowers you to communicate further to, to people and, and like Eli was saying, around the table. So great conversation starters when you have depth of knowledge of a place. Mm. It, it creates value, you know, yeah, and we don't want to yeah. lose value. And I think that's the right. thing is we're starting to understand our value systems a little bit better as we travel and have these experiences. So, you know, you really do savor that glass of wine because at the end of the day, that wine goes away and that really sucks when you find the best wine you <laughs> like. It's my worst thing. It's like you really find a good bottle of wine and then it's like, sorry, the grapes didn't produce the same thing as last year, but you've got right. something new. So that's exciting. <laughs> that's why you have to stock up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> stock up. Stock up. yeah stock I mean, up. I definitely think there is value in understanding because when you go somewhere, you have to visit somewhere to understand it. You have to understand it to respect it 
And then when you respect something, you tend to start to love it. And then once you love it, you'll protect it. Right. So it's about bringing the tourist all the way through that funnel. And the only way to do that is through experience and messaging and giving them the tools and empowering them to, to take that journey. And that's what we do. Literally. That's 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 what we do with our tour. Our love your parks Mm -hmm. tour is going out because love your parks is means also don't love them to death. It's about going out and having those moments, no matter what size park, whether it's, you know, Crater Lake or, uh, hey, your sports park, you know, it could be, you know, parks. Now we know how important all parks are, you know, so that's Mm -hmm. an important thing. But uh, before we go, you guys, I know that you were saying, Ashley, that there's something new happening in October. Oh yeah, I almost forgot. You can't, you can't. <laughs> we're basically, this is a great segue. We're, we're basically encapsulating everything that we just talked about on this show into a festival. Um, and we're calling it the Heart of the Rogue Festival. And it's an inaugural year. It will be an annual festival, but this is our first year out of the gate. It's October 15th and 16th. And basically what we're doing is bringing everything that is exciting about this entire valley into downtown Medford. Um, so that you can really come and experience and learn about our region um, within a festival and, and a couple blocks of the city. Um, and there will be like music and wine and beer and food and vendors. We have a huge uh, collaboration of local crafters and makers um, where we do a lot of handcrafted goods here. Um, so it's a great way to support local, but also just to get to know what the options are here in the Valley. Mm-hmm. and. And what you can do on your trips and, and when you visit or when you're here for business or, or tournaments. Um, so October nice. 15th and 16th, um, it's kickoff party on the 15th, Friday night, and then all day on Saturday. Um, the website is www.heartoftherogfestival.com. Um, and we are really excited to launch that, that new festival. That's awesome. Sounds and fun. Eli, you're going to have a booth mm-hmm. selling mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly That'd another big part of about this festival too is we're mm-hmm. actually going to be in partnership with the rogue marathon and yeah. bikes and brews is going to be going on at the same time oh, now the cool. rogue marathon oh. it's a it's a half marathon and full marathon that's actually a boston qualifying marathon that's going to end in downtown oh, wow. medford at this event so uh, if you're a runner check it out and then uh, if you do the road biking and you like beer we're going to have the bikes and brews during the the same time i'll cheer well, you all on yeah there'll be wine away yeah we'll have the out there with the wine that's right thank you for, i almost almost forgot that thank you for bringing that in and that mm-hmm. also reminds me one of the other huge reasons why we're doing this is to really inject all of those people downtown and support our businesses downtown um because that they're our core and and um we wouldn't have the fabric of the community without them so we'll have at least you know 800 people from the rogue marathon that's going to be injected into downtown at 11 o'clock and they're all done running <laughs> um and then uh you know obviously a lot more in visitors and spectators etc so we're really excited to bring that level of, of foot traffic to those businesses downtown. that's important um especially mm-hmm. after COVID, is to really do what we can to support our small businesses the downtowns uh, you know, especially now you're you're doing what mid October, so you're right before the big holiday season thing. So like, start your holiday shopping. See, here's the thing: we don't need to do the Black Friday drama anymore. We can start right. shopping in downtowns mm-hmm. and enjoy wine, mm-hmm. enjoy mm-hmm. live music, and then by the time the holidays show up, you're all taken care of without the drama. Yes. No drama. <laughs> we don't want the drama. <laughs> Gotta yeah. have fun enjoy the shopping experience so uh, everyone again travel medford.org is that the right have i got it right you got it 
travelmedford.org. Also, keep up with the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association. They're awesome. Uh, whether you're a destination, a writer, photographer, a winery, uh, ifwtwa.org. I love following them on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, because you get to see destinations around the world. And we love our second Fridays. We get to find out places like Medford and Rogue mm -hmm. Valley. So um, everyone, again, ifwtwa.org and keep up with us at bigblendradio.com and bigblendmagazines.com. Take your pick. We've got nine of them. <laughs> 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 Thanks so much, guys. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just one dollar. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun, and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just one dollar. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232.